Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of After the BS. When I first started this podcast, I asked for ideas and topics to touch on that you, my followers, wanted to hear about. A few people have answered that request, and today is one of those topics. I was asked what I thought of rules and boundaries while co-parenting and what my position of healthy, excuse me, co-parenting relationships looked like. I want to preface this conversation by saying that as a co-parent, you guys have to do what works best for the both of you. Every co-parenting situation is different, and this is just my opinion. One day I'll get to the place of adding facts and stats to a, a topic at hand. So just bear with me, and you can maybe implement some of what I say or not. And if you disagree, let me know, but also let me know what you would do instead, because I'll share that in one of my next episodes, and maybe what you say will help somebody else too. I want to start with having rules and boundaries and how important that they are when it comes to co-parenting, especially whenever you're just starting, because I feel like feelings and emotions are still high. You know, I feel like uh, breakups and or divorces uh, are still They're still they don't allow you to think logically in some cases, you know, not for everybody but but for some people, just because you're hurting, you know what I'm saying, but having the boundaries are important. Because if you don't have the boundaries, if you don't have the rules, then people start doing what they want. And what I mean by that is, is, you know, maybe the rule is, is we communicate by text, right? So you communicate about the child through text, but then the conversations turn and you're no longer talking about the child, um, and when that happens, the rule would be that all conversation stops. Because there's there's no point to continue whenever you're not on topic. And it's important to keep that kind of boundary because when someone is hurting, they hurt others. So depending on what they're saying about you or in regards to you, it's hurtful. And there's no need to place yourself to have to take That type of abuse at this point. Because it's a verbal lashing. You know? I think that co-parenting really comes down to communication. And for some people, it takes a while to get there. You know? Um... I think that another rule or or boundary, you know, that needs to be set up is that, you know, if it's not your day and you want to come see your children, then don't show up to my home unannounced. At least give me a three hour, two hour notice, you know, at least ask if we have anything planned. You know, I think that showing up to someone's place of residence unannounced makes the person who's doing so feel like they can do whatever they want, whenever they want. 
So I think that that boundary needs to be set and created early so that that doesn't happen. And I think that you need to stick to that rule every single time. You know? And I also think that the primary parent, you know, should do the same thing. Hey, we're not doing anything today. Do you want to take them to the park or hang out with them or whatever the case, you know, may be? And then give that person time to to respond to be able to set something up if they can. And then if they can't, then you have to be understanding because it ain't their weekend. It's not their their time and they chose not to, to use it at that point. I think that another rule that is important is when it comes to needing to cancel or reschedule. I do not think that the person who is canceling or rescheduling needs to tell you why they are canceling or rescheduling, but I do think that they should tell you that they need to. I find that a lot of co-parenting situations one party or the other feel like they don't have to say anything. But that's damaging because depending on the age of the child, they're waiting on you to come. And then you don't show up at all. You don't say you're not showing up. You just don't show up. I know you don't care about the the co-parent needing to know but the child, I mean, that, hey, buddy, you know what? I'm going to have to reschedule today's visit. Um, I'm going to come pick you up next weekend instead, or I'm going to come get you during the week instead. Um, and that's all nice. But to be honest, not telling your co-parent, not even considering what it is that they had going on, or what they had planned. I mean, that, I feel like that in turn gives people a reason to be petty or to be spiteful, you know, and that's not a healthy co parenting relationship. And if you're trying to get to a point where it is exactly that, where you can speak about the child or get to a point where, oh, you can come pick them up during the middle of the week and it's not your time, or you can, you know, take the next weekend as well, then it's it's a give and take relationship at this point, you know, and I feel like you have to show the other party that you can trust me to to be there or to at least inform you when I can't be so that we can do something else or plan something else, or figure something else out. Now, advanced co-parenting, and this is just my personal opinion. Let's say that you couldn't keep your scheduled visitation time. You know, you didn't keep your weekend. Maybe you were supposed to get them on Friday, but Friday you had something going on, and you canceled the entire weekend. Not that you couldn't get them Saturday or Sunday, but, you know, you just said, well, I'm just going let this weekend go and reschedule. It would be so nice, you know, if you found accommodations for your child instead of putting it off on the primary parent to have to rearrange 
possibly her entire weekend because you canceled. It would be nice, you know, you call and say, hey, something came up. I'm not going to be able, you know, to have them tonight. But I can pick them up and take them to my mom's if you had plans. I can take them to my sister's if you had plans. That's top tier. Like chef's kiss, like, you know what I'm saying? Because the consideration goes so far. And I'm sure that that primary parent is tired. I'm sure they're tired. You know what I'm saying? But everybody ain't able to get there. Hopefully one day, though, you know? So there's that. And, and, and I'm not talking about the people who don't have that kind of village. Everybody ain't got their mama. Everybody ain't got their sister. Everybody ain't got a couple aunties. I mean, you know what I'm saying? And everybody don't trust their family members like that. I'm not talking about y'all. I get it. If you got to cancel or reschedule, then you simply got to cancel or reschedule. It is what it is. And we, you know, go on about our business. So there's that. I think a healthy boundary is also not throwing what you do pay up in people's faces. And that goes both ways. I don't think the person that pays the child support child support should be like, oh, I give you $500. I give you $700. I give you $800 in the custodial parent's face. But I also don't think that the custodial parent should be like, you give me $200 and that ain't shit. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Because life is lifing for everybody. Life is lifing. And sometimes that should be hard. There's no point to throw up the money that you spend or what you're paying for because it's supposed to be for your child. And I don't care. Y'all sit here talking about some, oh, she used my money for the water bill. Bruh, I don't know what it is about little kids, but they turn faucets on and just let them run in the bathroom. I don't know why they do that. But they do that. They, they they play outside with the water hose and then forget to shut it off. They turn on their light with the sun up and, and keep that light on all day whenever they could turn it off. Because the sunlight, they could open the window. They could open the blinds. I don't know. I don't know. But it's going for where your kids stay most of the time. So I I personally don't think that that should upset you. Because they're being taken care of. Especially whenever you know that the primary co-parent is literally doing just that. Now you could be mad, but you know they're taking care of your baby. What are you upset for? Like, really, think about it. What are you upset for? And, you know, back on the custodial parent, they gave you what what they had or they gave you what was court ordered. You got it. I do understand that, you know, the non-custodial parent still has to live. And And that's just the truth. And like I said, life is lifing. 
where I live, a one-bedroom probably starts at like twelve, thirteen hundred dollars. It's 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 weird, and I'm sure it's more expensive in other places. So so I do get it. Um, now, with that being said, I also think that if you know you don't make enough to be paying your child support, or as 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 the custodial parent, if you don't make enough, then um, you need to figure something out and and maybe not be so complacent in where you are. Because if don't nobody make you want to do better or have more, it should definitely be your children. So there's that. I think that, you know, the custodial parent and the non-custodial parent should set up a communication time whenever... The non-custodial parent doesn't have the child. I, I think that you should have to do whatever you have to do, to be honest. I mean, in my own personal situation, my son's had a phone since he was six. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, he shouldn't have a phone. He shouldn't have had a phone. Yada, yada, yada. Y'all, as a single parent, I had to go to work. I had to make ends meet. I had to get babysitters. I had to, you know, ask my mom. I had to I had to put him in daycares. I had to I had to go to work. And when when I'm at work, if I'm working until eight or nine o'clock, how was he gonna talk to him? Wait, wait until every weekend? No. And then, you know, I think that uh, family members can be bitter about breakup situations, especially whenever they're, you know, parents or uh, like re- really close. You know what I'm saying? And and I think that because I know a lot of people are probably going to be like, oh, he could have called your mom. Oh, he could have called whoever was watching him. Says who? He could have called my mom, though, but um, whenever that was going on, he was just like, oh, your mom didn't answer the phone. So just to cut all of that, my son got his own phone just to go ahead and cut all that out. Now, if he didn't answer, he was probably playing a game and he ignored you because he's 10 now and If he ain't asking me for Robux, then he playing on the game with his cousins. And um, I got to call like three times just to get him to stop and see what I wanted. So there's that. You know what I'm saying? But nonetheless, he did. He had a phone at six just so that he could communicate with his father whenever he wanted to. Um, And we just went from there and it worked out fine for us. But everybody, everybody's not with that. You know, but I think that a nice schedule um, does need to be created for phone time or FaceTimes whenever the parent, the non-custodial parent, you know, doesn't doesn't have their child because they want to see him, too. I would assume, you know, they want to see him, too. So there's that. I think that good scheduling, you know, visitation times are also important. It's got to be concrete. 
And then if it doesn't work out, you talk about it and reschedule. I think all of the aforementioned things that I've said make for better co-parenting situations. As long as you're always putting the needs of your child above all else and being there, when you can, it'll work itself out. The best advice I was ever given was to prioritize and focus. I had to prioritize the things that were within my control and focus on those things and keep going. Not to worry about what someone else is or isn't doing. Because at the end of the day, I still have to make it happen. And I also don't have to answer for what somebody else did or didn't do. I I can't answer for that. So, you know, when the questions start of, you know, why you didn't pick me up or why you didn't call me or why didn't I see you? And it's not why me, why I, I did it, but someone else. Baby, I don't know why they didn't. I don't know why they couldn't. But I reiterate my love. I'm here for you. And you don't have to have those answers and you don't have to make excuses for that other person. That's not your job. But that's just something else to keep in mind as well. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed today's cast and be on the lookout because I'm getting ready to get back into doing them weekly. Um, Thank you for your time.